but I did make Beyond Burgers. <laughs> and sometimes it smells like movie theater popcorn. Yeah, a little bit. Ah, I could see that. Yeah, I could yeah. see sure. that. Like the lingering smell of it. Yeah. 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 Not Must be something in the like fat, like yeah. the, the oil. Yeah. It's not a bad from smell. The, it's just the a birds. confusing smell when you think somebody made popcorn <laughs> and there's nothing. Did did it make you want popcorn? Were you like, hmm. Kind of. Because I have popcorn, yeah. but I was like, I didn't make any today. Yeah. And nobody's home besides me right now, so. Would right. have been weird. We're going to make a shepherd's pie this weekend. We are. Ooh. It's going to be delicious. It is going to be delicious. Well, we're going to have to get wine again, so I guess we're whining this weekend at some point. I guess. I never, you know. I mean, you're always whining. Oh. oh Boo-hoo. Wow. We were at my, I think we said that we visited my grandparents. Socially distanced. Socially yeah. distanced yeah, yeah, last yeah. time. We did, we went and picked up Crusoe's at like 8.30 yeah. at night. And uh, the fries held up fine, but I did see some movement in your bathroom window. <laughs> Was it me? <laughs> I don't know, but I saw some movement. Also, real quick, very funny story about that Caruso's order is we had an ordered from there since we uh, did a socially distanced birthday hang for me. Yeah. And I drunkenly ordered pizza and walked across to get it. But I called and since I hadn't been there, I was like, hey, do you still do vegan cheese pizzas? And... The girl who answered the phone just goes, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, and I just, I start laughing because I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. And, and, then, <laughs> and then my my grandpa's just like, ask for Alex. His just ask for Alex. His grandpa in the background just keeps whispering, ask for Alex. Just ask for ask Alex. Ask for Alex. And then she's like, let me get Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening right now? And then, and, he's like, and then my grandpa was like, what's going on? And then, and then Shannon goes, they're getting Alex. They're getting Alex. And he goes, oh, good, good. No, but good. but be before okay. that, before that, before we got to that point, she she then came back. She must have talked to Alex and came back and said, yes, we do still have a vegan cheese pizza. And I was like, cool, I want that. And I want pineapple and onion on half. And she goes, do you want the sausage, pepperoni, and burger? And I was like, excuse me? And she just goes, the vegan comes with sausage, pepperoni, and burger. And I just laugh and I go, I don't think it does. <laughs> We have this oh, really no, no. awkward you, exchange. Your response was no, <laughs> no, no. And then I laugh because I don't know what the fuck to do. And so then she's like, "I have to get Alex." And Alex is like, "She didn't know what she was doing." <laughs> and then I showed up, and they forgot to make our fries. And so I was really worried because we know that Caruso's fries are not great to begin with. And I was like, "These are gonna be like half cooked." They were actually fucking delicious. Yeah, they were actually so, on point. I reiterated like get... four times, though. I was like, don't rush. There's no rush. Really, it's okay. Because I was like, these are going to be half frozen. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. But yeah, they were fine. And it was delicious. And it was so worth it. But Hell it yeah. was a hysterical exchange. Like, I really <laughs> didn't know what to do. And when I went in to pay, that girl was so awkward. Like, she was just like, oh. She was like, I'm in high school. <laughs> I was going to say, she's vegan? probably just like some 15-year-old girl who's just yeah. like, what For is sure. vegan? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't mean. I know that I can be a bit of a Karen sometimes, but I was not mean at all. I was just so taken aback that I didn't know how to react. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> you can't be mad at that. Noises were coming funny. out of me. <laughs> yeah, noises were coming out. Oh, like, that's awesome. Should we do it? Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. There's nothing natural about this now, baby. Let's just fucking roll <laughs> on in. Welcome 
to My Friends' Favorite Records, a podcast where friends force each other to listen to new music and rediscover old favorites. This week we're talking about Undercurrent by Modest Yahoo. But before we get into that, I'm Josh, and I'm joined with Poots and Pappy as always. How's it going? What up, Yo, M-double-F-ers? What up? There it is. M-double-F-ers. Bow, 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 bow. It's going uh it's going okay. It's going okay. No. All things considered, it's going okay. I just hit my snoot on the microphone. So it's going real great. <laughs> how you Oh god, I just threw up. Uh Josh, how are you doing? <laughs> god damn sake. God damn sake. Fucking thirty seconds into this thing. <laughs> uh we're professionals, what do you expect? Something like that. I am also doing all right. You know, yeah. it's going. Yeah. Poots, how are you? Drinking truly. <laughs> that says it all. No, I, think, I feel like there's something else to say. It's just I'm drinking truly, so. Nice. I feel like you can't find the big cans of White Claw around these parts anymore because all the college kids are back and guzzling them down. So now I have to drink the big cans of truly. So that's where I'm at. I'm pissed off. So now you okay. have to go to college parties to get your white claw. Yeah, so we need to wrap this the fuck up so I can get to the college party so I can punch some college all right, kids all right, in the all face right. and take all their white claw. Damn. All right, yeah. We'll get through this. Jeez. The cat's scratching my chair and oh my fucking goodness. with me. So Poots is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> he's, go- uh, he's going after my cords. This cat does nothing but sleep all day, and then we go to record, and he fucks with me. <laughs> We go to record, he takes a shit, and then he starts fucking stuff up. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> he is really telling us what he thinks about this podcast. He hates it. Have any of you guys done anything cool? Listened to anything cool? Checked anything cool out? Something good, positive that happened to you since the last time we spoke? We started re-watching Community, and that show is hilarious. I love that show, and... I forgot how much I love that show, so it's been a nice distraction. Nice. And it's been uh, a lot of laughs again. So <laughs> Good. I yeah. haven't watched it in a long time. I need to revisit it because I really enjoyed that show. It's a nice comfort. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I said to Justin earlier today, you know, the first time we watched Community, I didn't know if I loved it. And then by the time we were mostly through it i was like oh shit i really like this and now that we've been rewatching it i'm like no this show is so fucking good and it brings me so much comfort and i love it so much so that's been fun cool for sure yeah how about you josh uh pretty mellow quiet uh haven't done anything crazy but i bought a new effects pedal for my guitar setup here kind of bought it on a whim didn't know much about it but saw it used at guitar center i unfortunately had to go there to get some strings but came out with a cool pedal it is a delay slash looper pedal and it's not like a very well-known brand nothing that i had heard of before hooked it up started playing messing around with it and i was getting some really cool uh delays and stuff on it it's been a lot of fun messing with that so that brought me a little bit of joy in this uh this past week that's awesome yeah. What was the uh what's the brand? It is uh, it's called Head Rush. Like the Mutoid Man song. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty oh, Wow, that's actually that's a pretty big pedal. It's a pretty big pedal. Uh it's got It's got a lot of knobs. A lot of knobs. It's been kind of I still don't understand it completely, but it's been a lot of fun messing around with it. I still got some stuff to learn, but even just winging it 
messing with it. I was getting yeah. some really cool stuff, and I, I really enjoy it for a pedal that I just kind of bought on a whim, didn't have a lot of knowledge on it. Very nice. That's awesome. So, Oh, yeah. I have something. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of it. Sorry. That was, yeah, that was rude. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm fine. What do you got, Poots? Oh, we went up to Hawk Mountain last weekend. Oh, yeah, we did. For Ooh. some fall foliage. And That's pretty sick. We had hoped that maybe we would see some more birds, um, but there was a rain front moving in. So uh, we got up at the ass crack of dawn to go up there because it gets so busy. That's the thing. And plus it was like peak fall foliage. So we knew we had to get up really early and we got up there and we hiked up to like the huge overlook and it was fucking beautiful. I mean, the colors were insane. It was so cool. But then we heard the the bird counter. There's probably some sort of fancy name that someone's going to call me out for. Um, say that, you know, they, they weren't seeing much that day and didn't expect to because of the rain. But on our way in, a hawk swooped down and tried to pick something up. And it was the coolest shit ever. It was so close. And I was just like, wow, I'm glad that both times we've been here recently, we've been driving in and or driving out and saw birds of prey, but did not see any up on the mountain where you're supposed to see all of them. But <laughs> it was still really, really neat. That's and I was awesome. Really glad that we sounds got to really do cool. It, so Justin didn't almost walk into a deer this time. No, so that was this time. <laughs> we did see a, a mouse or a vole or some some sort of small creature doing something. It was being busy. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. This time saw squirrels. Didn't see any squirrels last time. Just yeah. chipmunks. This time saw a squirrel. But that was nice. nice. That was that was really cool and magical. So. Yeah, it was just nice to see something from home. A squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. Yeah. I, I'm, I know. I'm kidding. You're being a dickhead. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are. Anyway, sorry. Cool. Anybody else got anything positive? I don't have a question this week. <laughs> At least I I didn't think of anything. Uh, no question. Don't know if you guys hmm. got anything. I had a note written down about something that I had started listening to that I actually wanted to mention because it had some bomb the music industry vibes. And then I don't know what happened to that note, and I can't remember the name of the band. <laughs> so, <laughs> rain check on that. <laughs> no, I really did. I, I even had it in my notes for this, and I must have deleted it when I tried to. I had read an interview about what we're about to talk about, and when I was copying and pasting, I must have deleted the note at the beginning of this where I had something about it. So, uh,. I will try to find that. I think I had it on a playlist because I enjoyed a couple of tracks off of it. So when I find that, I will let you guys know. But I listened cool. to it a couple of times and I liked sick. it. So awesome. So sick bomb vibes, you know. I'm into yeah. it. Cool. So it sounds like we all got to do some relaxing and re-energizing and positive things. Yeah. For sure. Sick. Sick. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a little break and then let's talk about the record.
get into it? Let's do it. All right. You wanna let's do it? You wanna let's ready. do it. Alright, let's get into this. This week we're talking <laughs> the album Undercurrent by Modest Yahoo. It's the record I assigned to everybody. Oh shit, I listened to the wrong one. Oh no. Just kidding, I listened to it. <laughs> what the right it- one. <laughs> What if you did For listen to the wrong second, record? I was like, I thought I could see he? your face. I knew it. I was yeah, just I was like, like oh, wait, fuck. I sold it. I sold it. Like, I was like, there's a good chance he's just doing a bit. But for a second, I was just like, wait, did he not listen to it? Because that's going to really fuck some shit up. <laughs> Honestly, when you assigned this, I was so busy being like, Ma, what? What is the name? What is it? What is it that like I honestly didn't remember what the record was and I had to be like So yeah, that record, right? <laughs> <laughs> and because the like the extra credit thing you sent us was not from that record, so I was really confused. Yeah, I just yeah. really had a hard time well, finding the modest mouse album called Undercurrent. No, it's <laughs> Dead Mouse 5. Dead Mouse 5. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then I didn't listen to it. <laughs> well, anyway. fuck you guys. <laughs> well, let's let's go from that. Poots didn't even understand the name of the artist. Uh, <laughs> so let's start there. Both of you, give me a quick, brief rundown of your history with Modest Yahoo in general. I was not familiar with Modest Yahoo pretty much at all, musically, like listening to any material. Definitely heard the name kicked around during college, despite I think he was active when I was in high school as well. But in college, I feel like that's when he was starting to get bigger, it seems. Yeah. And I feel like I had some friends pointing him out, but I never checked it out, never listened to it, unless it was thrown on in a car, and I just didn't know. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, that's that's it. This is the first time I've actually like f- put any material on and- all right. Gotten into it. Interesting. Poots? Well, if you would have seen what I wrote down trying to interpret um, the artist's name last week, I think you might have a pretty real grasp on my knowledge of this. In fact, today I uh, posted an Instagram poll on my personal page where I said, am I the only person who didn't know who Modest Yahoo was? And nearly everyone said yes (laughs) and i had a lot of responses so apparently i've been living in a fucking cave (laughs) so and i do have some friends that listen to things that i think they probably listen to modest yahoo and i just had no fucking idea because i was like i just listen to mental and righteous jams and bullshit hardcore so like (laughs) fuck your shit (laughs) so because that was me my freshman year of college. <laughs> Even though I mostly just like listened to Just a Brazil and cried myself to sleep every night. But like, excuse me, no one needed to like, that. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, burp. But just like, So yeah, I had no fucking idea what this was. I, I figured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last week when I said it and you said you didn't know who Modest Yahoo was, I didn't believe you at first. I just thought... Like, you had to have heard of them, you know, no. in, in some capacity. No. Like, I figured, like, nope. kind of how Pappy is, he heard of him but didn't know their material kind of thing. Right. No, I was full-blown, what? <laughs> like, I listened what? to, <laughs> the other day I listened to what I think is, like, one of maybe 
I could be wrong, but it seemed like one of his breakout hits, the King King Without a Crown or something. Yes. And I listened I listened to that and I was like, I don't I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I've never heard this song in my life. Yeah. So the three three big uh, like hits he had were King Without a Crown, One Day, and Youth. Uh, out of those three, Youth is the best one, in my opinion. Uh, the other is that two, the name of an album, too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other two are fine, but they're more like kind of almost pop anthems, uh, like those feel-good, positive anthem sing-along kind of songs, which, mm-hmm. which they're fine. It's just not a track. Those tracks I don't like go to. Uh, but Youth is a pretty sick track for that time period of Modest Yahoo. Um, for my breakdown of modest yahoo my little history of him um was aware of when he was breaking out it was around 2006 so it would have been my senior year of high school it started making the rounds on the internet and the news because of the quote-unquote gimmick that he had and the like oh look at this it's uh this hasidic jewish musician who's doing reggae dub rap that's so goofy and weird. Who could ever imagine that? Is he acidic? I think he. I was reading on Wikipedia that he was part of. I don't know everything about this this stuff, but uh, like a denomination of Hasidic. Okay, because yeah. I was trying to find that out because of what you were just referencing with that whole shtick thing, and I wasn't sure if he actually was, yes. and that made me. Okay. Oh, none of us are trying to sound offensive yeah. in any capacity. Like this isn't. It's just us maybe being ignorant to other religions that none of us grew up around. And yeah. yeah. Disclaimer: uh, We're gonna tiptoe around the religion. I don't think we're gonna dive down that rabbit hole. Really. I mean, it's no. it's a part of no. the the thing, but we're not gonna get into viewpoints and things like that. And no, not we're not at all. super familiar with. Honestly, I'm personally not super familiar with most religions. Uh, even the ones I grew up on, I don't know that well. So uh, forgive us if we do or say anything wrong. Uh, and tell us, and please. Yes, please let yeah. us know. Correct us. We didn't, I don't think any of us uh, did any deep dive into the religious aspects of any of these tracks. Yeah. So, no. Just, yeah, just th- that's part of his background and who he is as a person. Um, and it just happens to be a part of his music as well. Um, but yeah, so I've followed that and never really got into him i never had any of his albums or really knew that i just had the hits and a couple of like live performances there's a pretty well-known live performance where he does a a beatbox thing for a couple of minutes and it's pretty crazy he's really good at that (laughs) um but yeah then it kind of like he wasn't really on my radar and i happened to listen to a podcast with him on it pete holmes you made it weird he had modest yahoo on and it was when he was promoting this album undercurrent and that made me check out this album and it was a great find i was like really surprised because it's not like his other stuff but yeah that's my brief history that i rambled a little bit no that's that's fine because we didn't have any history with it Yeah, yeah no it's cool um from what it seems the few tracks that i listened to outside of this album this like you said it's totally different yes. from anything else previously yeah. i mean there's elements of things from previous releases but it's like it's definitely a different beast yes so 
you already answered one of the questions I had for you specifically about this, which was how and when did you get into this? So thank you for answering that yeah, without me having to ask probably it. right around when the record came out. It was a little bit after this record came out, 2017. Okay. But I had a question in the vein of that, and Pappy just kind of brought that up, which was like clearly I, I did a little bit of listening to his other material as well and clearly this is super different from his other material so what what made you like this record more than the others and what made you pick this as the assignment for us instead because this is literally the only modest yahoo record i know i know okay. other songs okay. of his uh but I don't know full albums like Youth, the his okay. like breakout album. I have never listened to the whole way through. Um, okay. I think even if I had listened to all his records, this is still the one I would assign. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense then, because I was not sure if you were super <laughs> familiar with his entire discography. Yeah, that's, or that, not. No, no, because yeah. I just was like, this is so different and so like, where did Josh get into this at what point and when? <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, okay, that was my other question. Yeah, so this was a wild curveball I kind of threw out there, but it's a record I really, yes, it was. really do enjoy, and I know it seems a little weird uh, <laughs> for me, but <laughs> I wanted, I really wanted to see how you guys would feel about it, because um, I knew at the most you barely knew what he was about, <laughs> and Poots, you yeah. went into this basically blind, so I kind of wanted to see that difference like i have a lot of background and i i heard all the behind the uh behind the scenes stories with making this record there's a a, a mini documentary uh on okay. youtube as well that he talks about the process of this so uh yeah yeah i read an interview about the process um which we can get into a little later yeah i have some notes about some interviews um, i read just because i had a lot of curiosity cool yeah about cool. him yeah. and all of this so but before we get into that kind of technical yeah shit about the album um i have a, f a comment right out the gate go for it about this album. jump into and it it's uh so first things first josh <laughs> oh boy is this my note too last time i checked you hate long songs but every <laughs> song is long on this album <laughs> and the album the album is over an hour long my first what thing in all fuck? caps is what the fuck josh <laughs> do you know what my next line is explain yourself <laughs> Oh, I knew this was coming. I just didn't know it was going to be right off the bat so hot and That heavy. was actually the first thing I have written down, but I knew I wanted to ask other things first before. And then we had a brief conversation where we were like, so those songs are really fucking long. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can see your note. And we both have the same thing written down that we need to confront him about. <laughs> so last week, we didn't really talk much about the record at all. I assigned it and we wrapped up from there. And we haven't talked all week about any of this. Like, we've talked, but nothing... We've talked about asbestos. We've talked about asbestos. Not about the record. <laughs> but not this record. So, yeah, I'm really excited for all this. And I, fair enough. You know what? <laughs> Explain yourself, goddammit. You're damn right. It. I have some explaining to do. <laughs> With the background on this record and how they made it, I think that, to me really opens up my eyes to these songs these songs are meant to breathe and they're an experience almost and they kind of just ride out and it gets a little jam band sometimes a little uh, oh he was a fish fan every, every, from what i've read every track he was a, a fish fan 
He, or fish fiend or whatever the hell they're called. He did drop acid when he was 16 and go see fish <laughs> for the first time. And then dropped and out of dropped school out. to follow fish. <laughs> yeah. We did our goddamn research. <laughs> he did. He was pulled on stage with Dave Matthews band one time. I, I did not it. read that. And fish. He actually, did get but, to play with fish uh, yeah. on stage at, I believe, Bonnaroo yeah. or something like that. Bonnaroo, yeah. But here's the thing. If long songs have a purpose and a direction, I can get behind it a little bit. And most long songs are terrible, but not terrible. I I get bored with most long songs. This record, I can just put on and listen through the whole way through and not skip tracks. So it doesn't matter to me how long the songs are. And there's so many dynamics to this. It'll have like a beginning normal song. Then it kind of fades into their little jam session which always has like really cool instrumentation and building up and then it'll go back into those books which really get me on this record or it'll completely change paths in some parts where it just totally takes a left turn and it's basically new songs anyway if you really wanted to break it down you could probably chop this up a little bit but i think it all sits in the same wheelhouse and i always listen to this record as one big collective so the long songs don't bother me it's kind of like that uh, Mars Volta record. What was the Francis the Mute? I don't know. Where it was like four jillion hours long and it was two songs <laughs> or whatever. And the yeah. record label was like, oh, it's an EP. And they're like, no, it's an LP. And they're like, no, it's two tracks. So we're going to build this as an EP. And then you still owe us another record. And they're like, we'll fucking break up the songs into <laughs> different parts then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, this record didn't have that. This is 100% him and his band putting this record together on their own terms there's no producer on this record it's just them and an engineer and studio time and i do have it quoted of him saying that this is the first record he's put out that he can say is exactly who i am and exactly what i do so to me that speaks as well like no record label would want this to come out there's too much quote-unquote dead space where you know, not a lot is happening. I, a lot is happening, but to a record producer, it would seem like nothing's happening. It's a classic dope smoker situation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's the interview that I was reading because I was very fascinated by listening to this and then listening to some tracks from his other records and just seeing that this was such a departure from what he had been doing. And... <clears throat> Do you care if I read an excerpt from that interview? Because Go it ahead. relates specifically to that. So <clears throat> they had said that you have made many different kinds of records, though all uh, unified by your spirit and the fusion of ancient wisdom with modern times. And so he goes on to kind of talk about Spark Seeker and Shake Off the Dust, which none of us are really familiar with. But obviously we know that they're they're different than this. Yeah. <clears throat> but he said that. When, I, when I'm out on the road 200 days a year, as I have been the last 13 years, the music takes on its own life. And because of that, I need the music to take on its own organic experience, separate from the way I recorded it in the separate from the way I recorded it in the studio. But what I found is that oftentimes this could set up a dynamic between me and the audience where I was feeling I was not giving them what they wanted. I could feel what the audience wants to hear are those songs that they know from my records and to be familiar with them and to relate to them as they relate to them on their phone or whatever. <laughs> I understand that, but I have to feel the music and I need to make it new. I know that this could lose people, but this is who I am. So I really do respect. And like, I also read some other stuff about <clears throat> how, 
this was the first time he went in with like his band and was like we're gonna jam on this shit and like clearly i mean because there's a lot of jam band parts and stuff which i personally don't like and we'll get into that but like i do respect the fact that he was like i've come this far as an artist and it's really really truly time for me to just do what i want to do and what makes me happy and that's this cohesive experience that we have live together as musicians so that made me feel a very different way about this than I had been feeling about it musically. Like, I just thought it was very interesting to read these things and to see that he was basically like, fuck that. This is for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's cool that people like what I'm doing. And if you like it, you like it. But basically, right. like, this is for me. This is for us. And we're going to have this experience. So that, I definitely read that same exact interview. <laughs> and uh, I, I agree. Like, I respect that. Any musician will tell you when you're playing your songs live, you get sick of those songs. You want to do different things. You want to do exactly what you want. I mean, can't say that I've been in a band that has like a hit song that people want to fucking hear every single night, you know. But you still get sick of the songs that are always in your sa- in, in the repertoire, you know. Yeah. And you know, there's just times where you want to really just shake things up and just do what works for you. So I respect that. Also, in that interview, he talks about how being on the road for those 200 days a year, they would jam shit out on stage and they recorded things live and then they went back after the fact and were like yo let's listen to some of these songs and those became the seeds for these songs those jams they would have live yeah so i thought that was kind of cool too because there's times when you know i've been on tour and you start jamming something with your friend you know the other people in your band and you kind of like mess with that before the show starts when you're setting up you kind of like do some of that but you don't have a lot of time to do it and then you want to flesh that out. And I think that's really cool to, you know, have the ability to record those things each night and be like, hey, we were doing that cool thing. Let's keep doing that. And then when we get home, let's let's flesh that out. Let's experiment with that. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. I respect that. Yeah. On that note, with the jamming thing, mm-hmm. while I was uh, going down the wormhole with all this this week with this record, I was watching one of the live performances of him and his band – it was before this record came out, but they were doing a live version of the song Youth. And the beginning of it is so much different than the live track. They do kind of the heavy intro, but then they he just lets the band break it down and do this like really different dub uh, section, like kind of jam on it. And I'm going to get into it more, but his backing band, also known as Dub Trio, watching them jam is amazing they are so tight and so good live it's just really cool to see him do that and i think that's kind of what you're talking about that's cool so does he write any of the music or does he just have the band write the music and he because i know i read a thing that with this one the band wrote all the music like they went in and recorded it in 10 days and then he locked himself in a room for 10 days and used snippets of things he had written and put them and created melodies for vocals and things like that yeah i didn't know if he had any influence on the actual music being written what i saw in the mini documentary thing on youtube it's like a three-part thing but he was talking about how before they went into the studio him and the band had a small practice space in new york city somewhere and like they show video of it it's crammed like the four of them are in there he's literally like climbed up on a loft bed doing his vocal stuff and they would just jam for hours and record it and that's what they took into the studio they didn't have any complete songs when they went in to record this record they had a bunch of 
demos and jams that they had done and then they picked all these parts out and wrote off of that um so i believe he is there for the creating of the music process and i'm sure he says i want to do this kind of vibe or whatever but as far as i know he doesn't play any instruments or you know write the actual music i think he just helps um with input and you know he is he is kind of the producer on it uh, in a sense like oh that's cool let's right. try it with this or that or whatever um, right well because he said he he listens for different uh, harmonies and things happening between the instrumentation so he can build his melodies off of that so he definitely obviously has a an ear for yes for music in general yeah. so yeah i just don't think he plays any actual instruments but he is very well musically trained and i know he has like a vocal coach and everything so there's plenty of musical knowledge that goes into that especially with harmonies and things cool yeah um before we get into the first track i just wanted to say at first i made a note what the hell is this album cover is this the next soul caliber cover <laughs> like is this a fighting <laughs> video game thing did i change your mind well i um yes you pointed out to me in an interview or something and i read more about it but it's i, I don't know if you have a note about it if you wanted to talk about it I mean, I do have a note about it, but go ahead. Well, it's... it's because I, I know I brought it up to you. Yeah, that, that's where I got it from. Poots pointed out it is fantasy versions of the band members. The oh, artist nice. did. There's a whole comic. There's a whole comic, apparently. Josh is now holding up the album cover. <laughs> but uh, did it come with a comic? It did not. Okay. That's probably part of well, it it's right got there. Some more, okay, there's some more artwork of them. And there's some more. It, yeah. So it is the next Soul Calibur yeah, video game. It's, it's a gatefold... And both panels that, uh, or sleeves that hold the record have different art on them. The gatefold has art inside of it, plus the cover in the back. Um, it's really cool art. I do like it. But yeah, it definitely has like a video game Soul Calibur vibe to it. Soul Calibur for sure. <laughs> yes. Water um, paint but version. Yeah it's, it, yeah. yeah. it's like fantasy versions of the band members. And I'm just paraphrasing the quote that I read, but uh, Modest Yahoo says that when he's on stage, he gets lost in a trance with the music and he sees them as spiritual warriors. So the artist kind of recreated the spiritual yeah. warrior okay. aesthetic for the album. So, but at first I definitely was like, what the, what is this <laughs> album cover? I, just I thought didn't that know. too, but yeah. yeah, I mean, cause I'm, I'm coming into this completely yeah, unsure of anything, you know, yeah. any material. So, but I just, I wanted, I had to point out the artwork you know, oh, yeah. it's not that it, it's not bad oh, artwork. Yeah, yeah. I just was, I was like, that's that's a music album well, cover. Okay, I, to me, it either looked like a metalcore band from the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, dude, this could be an August. Caliber, this is yeah. like an August Burns Red. Hell yeah. yeah, I was <laughs> confused, but then when I did the research, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. honestly, I would say that a lot of the research I ended up doing and learning about the things that went into this made me appreciate it more than I think I would have initially because this is not my type of genre and that's kind that's (laughs) what I was hoping you would get out of this um I knew going into it blind you guys would have lots of questions and be very like what the (laughs) fuck but I'm glad that you did do some research and kind of maybe have a better understanding of why uh, I might be so into it yeah I mean my initial reaction and being like what the fuck made me do a lot of research which i think has already led to a lot of good conversation though that's the thing it it made me have a lot of questions and when i don't understand something or maybe don't necessarily 
like or love something, it makes me kind of want to research it more, especially in the context of this podcast, because I was like, obviously this artist is huge. So there's going to be interviews and information out there for me to find and consume, which I I mean, it changes your perspective on things like it's kind of like the it's kind of the reverse of, oh, you find something out about an artist you love and you're like, well, fuck this forever. Yeah, this was like, oh, I I can respect this in a different way and appreciate it in a different light and from some different perspectives. And also Matthew Paul Miller, modest Yahoo, he's vegan. Yep. I had that note written down. He's also a board member of a uh, Jewish vegan community. council of some sort that they go around and help teach veganism to different leaders and stuff like that in in their communities so So, you know so that's pretty fucking cool (laughs) which points points for that for sure hell yeah (laughs) um poots you said this opened up you know reading on this opened up some light for you on the artist so uh could you say that i stepped out into the light so why don't you (laughs) step out into the light and talk about this record (laughs) so i'm gonna preface this with i didn't love this but fair enough i honestly didn't expect you guys to love it that's fair but i keep finding i fucking loved it (laughs) no i didn't no i didn't i'm just kidding i keep finding parts of it stuck in my head without a doubt like there are some really really catchy parts um and i'll just kind of start with step out into the light i will step out into the light um (laughs) But at first, I didn't know where this was going, and I. Th- yeah, that first <laughs> vocal, yeah. I was like, I was like ma- imagining auto tune. Yes. shit. Yes, I was like, yes, yes. I don't know. This is like I. Uh, Could you fucking I thought imagine? we were going into like yeah. straight auto tune. Yeah, I was like. I can't even reference an artist because yeah. I'm so out of touch. But Something you I know heard what in I a mean. car passing yeah. by. Yeah, you know. Like straight auto tuned, we're in the club, but then it went into this real chill opening track, and I liked it a lot. I thought there were some really interesting layers going on throughout the first part of this song. Can you guess where it lost me? Probably at like the five and a half minute mark or something. <laughs> so four fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so four fifteen is when we got into a jam band part. Okay. Well, not really. It kind of went into a solo. Is it the reverse but guitar then, solo section that's real sick? I, yeah, that <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, what the fuck? There's a difference like, between actually, jam session and guitar solo. Okay, I, it was one or one of the two. But it's, there. it kind of created a theme for this whole record is around the mark where I was like, the song is ending. Instead of ending, it goes into either a jam part or a solo and I will just say straight up like that's usually where the song started to lose me and then obviously it would go back into the hooks or the chorus or some sort of other more cohesive part and I would be like okay I'm back in it but what the fuck why didn't this song just end (laughs) at like four minutes so I didn't even when I put this on the first time I don't think I really looked at the length of the songs and then I was like cool the song's ending and that was a really chill like pop song and then I was like what the fuck is happening? This didn't end. Like, what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> but, I mean, up until that part, I was on this song, and this gets stuck in my head a lot. And then, I don't know what happened. What do you... Well, uh, just another thing that I read. Basically, a lot of these songs, 
obviously aren't written to be radio hits. Um, no. The choruses are extremely catchy. Yeah. And I read that he, like in this song, the chorus doesn't come, the first chorus doesn't come until like two minutes in, two and a half minutes. Yeah. And you don't see it again until like right before the four minute mark. And then you don't see it again until, you know, the 20 minute mark, <laughs> whatever it is. But basically he said like he wanted those grounding, like the choruses to ground you, but then you, in the verse, you get lost. Like it takes you away to the point where you almost don't even think you're listening to that song anymore. And then he brings you back in. Yeah. I think it's a cool concept, but I'm with Poots, you know, around the four minute mark, which is where the, the guitar solo comes in. I, I didn't mind the guitar solo. I thought that was kind of cool. Like I thought it led into the jammier part of the song yeah. pretty well. But at the same time, I originally was like, this song should have ended right there. Like, this is the end of the song. But that might also be part of us being trained to, like, crave that, like, pop shit. Right. So, like, you expect that radio hit. And I, I assumed this was, like, a radio style show. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but you're just, fine. I, I just had this revelation off. that I just. Did you say you'll cut me off? No, I said I cut you off, <laughs> I think, before. So. <laughs> I thought you were it's like, that's okay, I'll cut you off. It's you know. okay, I'll cut you. No, yeah. but I just oh, had this shit. revelation that that's probably, even though we don't listen to pop music or the radio too often, that's probably our brains being trained to just assume that, oh, that's written for being a hit and right. it should end right there. Oh, I heard the chorus twice, so the song's over. Yeah. yeah. You kind of yeah. get that uh, traditional song structure stuck in your head and it anticipate oh, sure. that. Right, and it's funny because I write a bunch of fucking shit that has no choruses, and then I still, I still get choruses like stuck in my head, and, like this is the end of the song. Yeah. <laughs> like I said at the first vocal, yeah, thing at the beginning, I was like, I don't know, but then the song really, this song really surprised me, and I think maybe it might be my favorite track. I know it's, it seems like a cop out to say the first track is your favorite, but to me, this it's is a solid w- intro. Yeah, it's a solid intro. It's got some really cool like old school rap feel with the drums and the bass line. Oh, I love the bass line like, on I, this. The bass line and the just like the real steady drum beat in the beginning is yeah. real good. It's really good. And um I don't it's the catch, like the chorus gets stuck in my head. I've been singing you've been traveling the speed of light constantly the Yeah, past we were few walking somewhere and I was like, like you've been traveling. One of us is just constantly saying, yeah. <laughs> and uh so Because it's good. It's yeah, really yeah. catchy. It's really good. It's really catchy and Just real quick, this would be considered the hit off of the record. There weren't any real hits or singles, but this one does have like a music video for it and a live performance okay. video, so this would technically be the hit off of this record. Okay. That checks but, out. I mean, that makes sense yeah. because this is the hit for sure. Yeah. And I agree with Poots. A lot of these songs, I also have that feeling like we discussed like, oh, around the four minute mark, this is the end of the song. Yeah. This is probably the only song on the record where I don't mind it being too long. Like, I think after a couple of listens, this one, the jam at the end feels natural and kind of necessary to it me. It feels very natural. Yeah. Like it, this song in its length makes sense to me. I just want to throw out there real quick, because I know this is going to keep coming up. Uh, let's try not to beat it too much to death, but the jam sections on this record, mm-hmm. uh, those jam sessions and how catchy everything else is, you listen to the catchiness, and when those jams come in, you kind of check out for a little bit, and it's just background noise, yes. 
And then all of a sudden they hit you with more of those hooks and you're just like, oh yeah, that's right. This is cool again. Like, that's great. I think that's what happened to me every time I listened to this while I was working, where I was vibing on it and then the jam part would come in. I'm like, okay, anyway. I'm yeah, now I can shoot some emails and, you know, do some yeah, stuff. So I think I'm, I'm probably personally not going to have to bring it up again because, yeah. I mean, that's a recurring theme throughout yeah. this record and there's no point in constantly talking about it. But I just know that, like, when I was doing my focused listen to this, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, personally, most of the time. I agree that on the first track, it feels very natural. and a couple other ones, it feels pretty natural. But then there are some where I'm just like, was this really necessary to yeah. the song? But I, apparently they thought it was. So that's OK. I'm not a musician and I didn't write this. So, like, clearly they thought that it worked. But it definitely brings you the fuck back in. So, yeah, I I. I'm not going to continue to. Yeah, I won't beat it. Yeah. yeah. I won't beat that horse. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah, five minutes on that on every song. <laughs> That's just kind of my my feeling on it, uh, to kind of zone yeah. out on those. And when you're listening to it as just, uh, not background music, but listening to it as a complete piece, and you're just putting it on, you know, he said himself, this record is for when you're just walking around or cruising on the subway or doing those, it's like a soundtrack to your life almost. Holy. Okay. So you just said that. <laughs> All right. And it's, I have it, I have it listed later in a different track, but it goes for the whole record for forest of faith. Just to skip there real quick. Sure. I wrote down that I could enjoy this while driving in the rain. I see myself stuck in traffic, driving through a city, hitting the highway. And then I said, I see myself getting lost in this track, like a soundtrack. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And honestly, most of the record for me feels that way. Like a soundtrack? So it's Yeah, like a yeah. soundtrack. Like it feels... I think they were going for like that it, a little bit. Yeah. There's so, nothing offensive about any of it. It's good. No, yeah, that's why... Well, I, there's a few things on there that are offensive to me that I can't... That, that really pulled me out of this record, but we'll get to that. Yeah, there are a few things. But Not to be negative, but there are some <laughs> things that I can't, I, I can't get into. But... Um, I'm really glad you said that, Josh, because that makes sense. Like, I'm glad they saw it that way as well, because that's kind of how I felt about it as well. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. this is definitely not a record they made trying to build a bigger fan base. This is just a record that these musicians wanted to make. So, yeah. you know, it is that's is cool. what it is, and it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, and yeah. jump back into it speaking of jumping back into it i want to talk Fuck. about back to the old me too it's my favorite track it gets stuck in my head a lot um but especially in the beginning part of this track um and i don't really feel this anywhere else on this release at all but i get some sort of national vibe there's some instrumentation and soundscapes going on that really make me think of the national and I love it. Like I absolutely love it. And I think it nice. really made me like this song and that's probably why it's my favorite and probably why it gets stuck in my head all the time. But <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is a really, really good track. And again, I thought it could have ended around three minutes, but I don't think that this isn't cohesive. Like I think that it works. And then around four minutes, it goes back into the chorus repeat. And it's just, it's really, really good. I, I like this song a lot, actually, just 
there's really no complaints for me in any capacity. And I kind of wish that he would do some more of this because it was really interesting. I mean, his band. I wish that his band would do some more of this. And I just wonder where where that really came from, though, because it's kind of out of left field, in my opinion, like the soundscapes that are going on and everything else. But I, I like it a lot. What are your what are your feelings on it? Well, yeah, I think the the chorus in this song is really cool. It's got a great melody, really good instrumentation, and I also you you said like, oh, this kind of sounds like the National, and then I was listening to that song, I was like, oh my god, like this chorus could be the National, and the first verse because yeah. he doesn't do any any rapping in the first verse of the song, yeah. and I just imagine uh, Matt Berenger or Bering, what however you pronounce his last name singing in his style over this and i was like oh this to- like there's some like horn at least yeah. it sounds like horns i had notes in about the horns chorus. too i don't know if it was synth or actual <laughs> yeah. horns but... it's probably synth but yeah. yeah but it but has like a horn sound it's just like oh my god i feel like yeah. i'm listening to the national just these little like so pretty little trills of horn sounds that would happen in a national song and then in the second verse it's it's got some really great guitar work that also reminded me of the national <laughs> and Poots, you said you didn't really feel it throughout the album, but I um, I made a note that in Driftin', the last track. Oh, um, I feel it there a bit. In the chorus in that one, too, there's some like kind of national feels. I guess I wasn't expecting to hear that either because of <laughs> yeah. having you know r- you know rapping and dub and but it was really cool. Like I think it's a really catchy song. I think ups. Hell yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not super familiar with the fla- the flash flashinal. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with the national, but I I'm glad you guys got to make some sort of connection to something you guys do like. You're probably gonna get um, familiar. <laughs> shit, no, I I look forward to it honestly. Another band that I probably should be into. Um, but anyway, yeah, this song in particular, I have that it's it's just got that big hook it really catches you there's parts in this song where it almost feels like it's in slow motion especially I'm the chorus part that's yeah. a strong national vibe he's doing that but in- he's the the music tempo is pretty quick but he's singing in yeah. this slow motion it feels like the world is moving around you quickly and you're just kind of sitting there yeah while everything's happening and you're almost in a, a daydream i i totally agree and i think it's because he in his vocal melody, he brings it. He, I'm giving up, but the bass and the music just do a like he do, it doesn't hit every change in his voice. Yeah, and so I it gives it this kind of stutter step, and it's it's actually pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, running theme for me: every hook on this record gets me. <laughs> Poots, before I jump ahead, did you have anything else you want to discuss with this track? No, my hiccups are getting the best of me. So I can tell. You should chug chug some water and hold your breath at the same time. That always works for me. How did I not get the hiccups during the dopamines episode? But I've barely had anything to drink tonight. It's PBR. Got the hiccups. PBR. So while Poots is trying to get rid of her hiccups, um, coming up empty kind of came up empty for me. I just I immediately did not enjoy this track. That beat at the beginning, I could not get into. I can't handle the synths in this song. Although I did, oh here here we go though. I did say right before the two minute mark, there's an enjoyable little guitar picking, a la the National, in there. But uh, 
So basically, if it doesn't sound like the national on this record, no, we that's do. not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> but this one, it just, it just didn't do it for me. Like, there's a couple of tracks, and I'm just gonna point. I'll just point them out now, just to say, like, coming up empty, and the track "Tell Me." Those two tracks, like, I specifically did not dig, and head okay. head right head right. I wasn't really into either, um, but it did a lot of cool musical things in there that i liked like it dropped the drums like the in the dub sections it would drop the beat and then come back in it was really neat like that was really cool and redemptive yeah. for me in that track but those two tracks i it they didn't i couldn't find something in them for me fair enough uh honestly you only having that with two tracks makes me feel feel okay about assigning this record <laughs> yeah like i can't say that i love like i can't say some of those other tracks after the first two that i i can't say like i love them but i found things oh like, yeah yeah no. like i could i was able to find things in those songs that i was like oh, that's a really cool catchy thing it yeah. was just I'm happy enough with that cool do you know i also thought that blue sky playground was a pretty good rap track because yes. he doesn't rap as much on this and Oh my god, sorry, these hiccups. Well, while you're hiccuping, who do you know who raps? Who, yeah, who is that? Else is on no, that track? I was I was gonna bring it up. I was trying to figure it out right before we started tonight. I have the record and I was looking at it. I couldn't find somebody credited. Okay. All that is when you look up the lyrics and in the, the lyrics are printed on the, the record as well. Mm-hmm. At that verse where it's somebody else rapping, it just says in parentheses at the beginning of it, Dan. Okay. <laughs> he, and he I couldn't a find cl- a Dan anywhere else, so I, I'm I'm not sure who that is. Oh shit, it's Dan Andriano from <laughs> The oh Emergency my God. Room. Shit. See, I shit. tied it all this together. Came full circle. But, but he does he he uh he like calls out to whoever it is, like at the beginning of the song. Like I think he like references Eep them. Kiss. Yeah. So What up, brother? Yes. So I, I, do... I wasn't sure if it was like another big name, but I couldn't find I couldn't find anything either, so yeah, I have no idea. Dan, whoever you are, uh, great great job. I Dan really the, like his Dan the rapping man. on that record. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you already mentioned this about the beginning of this. <laughs> okay. Jesus I'm telling you what Christ. you need to do is hold your breath and drink and I hold did. your breath for like 20 seconds and don't let it go. I'm telling you. It's just... <laughs> This is what you do. Big breath, and then chug. What you do is hold your breath through one full listening of this record, and then you'll cure it. And then you're dead. <laughs> but you won't have the hiccups. Hick it up, hick it up, hick it up. <laughs> Speaking of hicking it up, Coming Up Empty, I think is the first song that really dives into that dub style music, like has the dub breakdowns. I have that it's just like, oh, this is real dubby. A real dubby mm-hmm. song, which I loved. And again, I have something I like in every single track. Uh, I love the synthesizers that like... Oh, like, I hate tra- it. Oh. Trailing thing. I figured oh. you would. I'm not surprised. I knew surprised. that you would love that, and I fucking hated yeah, it, too. I, knew, I just I honestly, love synth sounds, and that's just like a really fun one yeah. to me. But I know it's almost dubstep, not you know yes. regular dub. It's almost yes. a dubstep. Uh, synthesizer kind of thing i don't know why i thought of this but when i would hear that i imagined you watching that movie pop star or whatever or <laughs> andy samberg yeah. do you know what i'm talking about 
I feel pop star I never stop. Pop, yeah, uh, never never stop never stopping or something. Yeah. I've n- I've never seen it. You should. It's great. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's hilarious. But I just for some reason when I heard that part, it made me think of you watching that movie, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I was like, I bet Josh fucking loves this. Um, and that's fine. I just I do. <laughs> I, I, I as soon as that happened, I was like, I I listened to that song one time, and I had to skip it. Any other listen, I'm not gonna lie. There. That that's fine. As as long as you listen to the record, I think this goes for anybody. When we assign a record, you need to listen to it once, and then from there on out, you should keep listening to it. But you don't have to but listen to it in order. Skippers. You can if you got yeah. shit that you right. just can't take. That's fair enough. Um, and while listening to this record this week, leading up to it, I'm listening to it. I'm really enjoying it. But then in the back of my head, I have this burning sensation of like, ah, I know Pappy hates this part right now and I feel bad, <laughs> but I love it. But then I'll hear like another part and I'm just like, but he'll like that. Like, I think right. he'll appreciate this kind of thing or whatever. Trust me. I knew that I was causing some pain okay. and, uh, <laughs> a little bit of the price to pay for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, it's going to happen. Guys. Yeah. I think my 478 got rid of my hiccups. Cool. So Hell yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you got something to say? Yeah. Do you want to say something about BSP? I don't remember what I was going to say because I was too busy focusing on trying to not have hiccups anymore, but it's okay. I think what I was going to touch on was something you, Pappy, touched on in the beginning was that there are parts throughout this record that have that very old school hip hop vibe where you can tell there's a real drummer and not just a drum machine. And I really like that stuff. Like when you can, oh, yeah. I love rap and like old school hip hop that has a live band. Yes. I just think yeah. that, that yeah. shit is so cool and so organic yes. and so wonderful. And I'm not, I'm not dissing anyone that uses a drum machine or no. sounds anywhere because, like, I mean, that shit's difficult in its own right, and it's a whole other beast to yeah. deal with. But there's just something I love about actual drumming with hip hop, and that's that was my comment before I fell into the hiccups. <laughs> so. BSP definitely has like opens up with a great hip hop section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With this record, you know, they go into the jam parts and that might be not your thing. But the beginning of every song, like the first couple of minutes are just good songs with great hooks and really enjoyable to listen to. And then if you don't want to listen to mindless jams, just go ahead and skip to the next song. Yeah, You're going to get a another cool hook right at the beginning unless you don't yep. like cool synthesizers then you might not like uh, some of these songs <laughs> you might also have a problem if you don't yeah. like cool synthesizers okay so you liked coming of empty no okay so that's, there you go. Me out. that's what i'm telling you there you go <laughs> i um, had a bleep bloop motherfucker so i'm not trying to talk i'm not trying to talk shit but there were parts where <laughs> I felt like I was waiting for my trivia card to get graded at the bar and the host is throwing on some really loud pop music. Um, And there's a part of that in uh, Blue Sky Playground, but it's not the majority of the song. It's just like a section of it, you know? Yeah. Just back to the fact that they made this without like a producer or a record label on their back. They still write, like, Modest Yahoo still likes writing pop songs. You know, right. he said that, like, that's something he enjoys to do, but also he wants to do it on his own terms. So I think you kind of get a little bit of that pop bleeding into this record. It's still there. Yes. It's just not in the traditional sense. Yeah. That checks out. Which makes sense because it's not, like I just said, it's not all of the time. It's just yeah. in those various It comes moments. and goes, yeah. and then you get, yeah, yeah, just random stuff all over yeah. the place. So in Tell Me, I said this was one of the tracks that I didn't really enjoy but after like the three minute 
forty second mark, like four minutes in, it seems like a part that you would absolutely love, Josh, because I put this song has a bunch of random sounds and jam shit. I can see the appeal for Josh because of weirdo sounds like Terramelos and all of that kind of shit. Yeah. I have it the same a, note that I like that weird I, bizarro stuff. Yeah. And it's not like super mathy, but right. it's just got weird stuff happening. Yes. And that you can contribute to dub trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. It wasn't mathy and everything, but I was like, These, this sounds like something Nick Reinhardt could make on his guitar, like this sound. Yeah. I thought the opening of that was really fun, and I actually really liked it. And then you had a note at the exact same timestamp that I had a note that said the song should end here. Clearly, for a lot of people, that's not the case. And again, I'm not trying to like beat, beat this the into the ground horse, again, yeah. but. I thought this song was really fucking fun, and I was vibing on it real hard yeah. until that point. I mean, that kind of surprises me, but I guess it doesn't because you love black audio. and I mean, I like black audio, too, but this one definitely I had like more, more of a- I like more pop stuff than you do. This had more of a club dance yeah. feel to it. And I like more of that stuff than you do, right. so that checks out. I had that thought as well listening to it. I know Poots likes a lot more poppy stuff, and I was like, there's some like cool pop shit on here that I think For she'll sure. be into. A lot with this record is just like, oh, yeah, it's really fun at the beginning. And then it gets to the jam part. I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're going to hate this one. <laughs> and Tell Me is 10 minutes long. Yeah. It's long. But I like that hook. I'm not going to beat that dead horse either. But yeah. just another, uh, they get me. <laughs> they're all stuck in my head at the same time, and I love it. In um in Forest of Faith, this was one of my star tracks. I actually really like this song. The main like synth thing wasn't my... <sighs> It wasn't my favorite sound on the song. I loved all the instrumentation underneath the synth, the main synth. Like, I wish that was maybe just my own personal preference. I wish it wasn't so pronounced in the song. Okay. Because I think the instrumentation that's getting buried underneath that synth is very great. Like, I wish that was more prominent in the song, and for me, it would have felt more natural. Um, leveled out a little better yeah just a little level that to like your it, preference it's, anyway it's yeah. it just my that's my personal preference like i can't say it's the wrong thing like it still sounds fine but for me i would have liked that but this song when it starts to really get into the jam stuff i really enjoyed this one and like i said this felt like a soundtrack to me but it gave me some uh me without you vibes i mean okay they pull from like reggae dub things sometimes too and in particular, there's a song called Sun and Moon off of the record Brother Sister. It has that same kind of feel, so I could really relate to that. And I was like, oh, this this feels nice. Like, I enjoy this jam. And cool. I want to keep, cool. keep driving, you know, to this. I, don't, <laughs> I hate the traffic yeah. I'm in right now, but th- let's keep going, you know. Well, don't worry, because that's another 10 minutes that this song will get you through some traffic. It will, yeah. This is This is one of the ones where I didn't feel the length of the song as much. It kind of flows it flowed pretty really easily. Well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What other thoughts you guys got? This is a silly thought, but I'm going to go into it. So drifting. Okay. Let's do it. First off, I'm just going to say it's got one hell of a catchy chorus on this one, too. Another, <laughs> beating this dead horse, another national feel to me. <laughs> but uh, the fun little key melody in the beginning yeah. reminds me of the Charlie Brown Christmas skating theme. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a bad thing okay it's not a bad thing um, yeah I, I i enjoy that little descending melody it's really nice yeah. yeah um hell yeah the beatboxing at the end is pretty tight but that being said 
I think it could have been cut down just a little bit, but that's um, that's all I'm going to say. But it's in very impressive beatboxing, and I was going to ask, is that Modest Yahoo? That is Modest Yahoo. He is known for his beatboxing. He okay. is extremely good at it. Yeah. I think only one other song where he does it on this record. He does it at the very tail end of BSP. There's like yes. a 10 second part. Yeah, it's a very short spot where he does some beatboxing. Driftin' is the one where he, it's like at least two minutes of the song. Oh, and it... I couldn't tell you if that's one take or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I mean, he probably did multiple takes, but the whole section, I think he did one go of it. If I can, I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, it felt like it was like seven minutes, but Burry, like it was with other instrumentation. And then at the end, it's just yeah. him. Yeah, and it dips out like, at a point. And it comes back. And then it come, the guitar comes back in, they do a jam on it, and then I think the record eventually yeah. fades out with just him beatboxing. But yes, that is something it's, he is known for and kind of a trademark. What's funny that I did my research and it didn't say anything about him doing beatboxing. I mean, I think it may have mentioned it, but it didn't like go into depth about it. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if it's him or not. So. Yeah, you probably just saw like, oh, he beatboxes yeah. and didn't think much of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's but, it's a thing. I'll send you a link to the one track I was talking about earlier. Yeah, It's him beatboxing, and it's pretty incredible. It's one of those ones where he's doing the beat and then also was doing melodies with it. He's really good at it. I know it's not everybody's thing, and it's kind of weird, but he's really good at it. And why not, you know, especially hey. on a, an album like this. Yeah, sure doing the thing you want to do tying yeah. it into my positive thing of the week there's a lot of little cutscenes where abed and troy are doing some beatboxing in community oh yeah yeah so i mean you know nice. there's some more beatboxing for me this week uh but yeah i mean i can't say that beatboxing is always my thing but he it's impressive it is impressive yeah and i i, I think there's various layers to it obviously but it works really well it could have been overused on this record. I think the fact that they kept it pretty subtle was cool. He restrained it for a while. Yeah. I would have liked to see it a little bit more on the record just because there's so many spots of this band experimenting and, and making these jam sections and all that that like it would have been neat to have them do a little bit more beatboxing in spots. But, you know, I yeah. I think it could have easily been overdone on, on a record like this. I think he could have uh, implemented it a little more at the times where I felt like he was doing some chanting too much, like his, yeah, like the woes, or not woes, but not no AFI woes here, but um, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. The Yeah, I don't know what to call them, but I believe it's a little bit of that religious, yeah. meditative, yeah. uh, almost chanting kind of thing. And that that is something that you would see over a lot of his music if you went okay. and listened to records you would hear a lot of that kind of stuff okay um that's part of the, of his normal music okay i like in Driftin' where it kind of changes up to that almost circus carnival section it like changes to this like almost happy positive melody and the synthesizer's real high pitched i don't know it's just a really good left field change up in the song still fits but it just totally changes the attitude of it and the the vibe of the track and it's like this walking out on this happy note of this album honestly i don't know if i remember that part and i'm not i i've listened i listened to this track several times i think i just kind of got lost in the track because this one is like 15 minutes long so yeah, i, I honestly really i can't place that part you know so you could be lying to me this could be not part of the song at all and you're just making it up no but I honestly don't think that's a bad thing that I don't remember it though because 
if I'm listening to this as a soundtrack, it did its job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it switches up, but it's not super jarring. So mm-hmm. I could see if you're not totally paying attention. Plus, if you're listening to this in one sitting and you're at fifty some minutes of listening to this, you might miss a few things. So mm-hmm. I get it. Do you guys got any more notes? Well, the last thing I had, um, it's skipping back a little. Head right, the uh, the music, like the band coming in, kind of reminds me of a track that could be on the Weather Channel. <laughs> not a bad thing, though. It's not a bad Fair thing, enough. but I just, <laughs> I could. I've been over your house where Poots has the Weather Channel on just for the background music. Right, yeah, exactly. So, I mean. but I mean, I I could totally see myself getting you know a prediction of partly sunny at the beginning of this song. But that's 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 all I have, unless you you know if you could uh, stimulate some more conversation with the things you have to say, Josh, because I'm down to keep chatting about this record. So I just have one more little thing I want to cover, and that is his backing band. Okay. I've referred to them a couple times throughout the episode, and I wanted to kind of do its own separate section and not in the middle of talking about the record. So Modest Yahoo's backing band on this record was the three members of Dub Trio, and then another person who played synths. So you have guitar, bass, drums for Dub Trio, and then uh, another guy, musician, friend of, I don't know if it was came from Modest Yahoo or from Dub Trio, but he plays keys on it. And that was his touring band for a really long time. But years and years and years ago, this was probably 2007, 2008, I went to go see the Dillinger Escape Plan at the Auto Bar in Baltimore. And the opening bands were Caverns, Knife the Glitter, and Dub Trio. Oh, shit. That's odd. Which is the first time I had ever seen or heard of them. Uh, The three bands that were opening for Dillinger that night were all bands that I believe... The guitarist from Dillinger Escape Plan had given guitar lessons or something. They were all connected in some some way like that. And I saw Dub Trio, and they blew me away. Um, got into them, not like super into them, but I, they're just a band I always put on every once in a while. As Dub Trio, they do what's just easiestly put as uh, a dub rock crossover. But the rock is more metal. It's heavier. It's kind of straightforward riffs but lots of technical time signatures and really well put together songs and then they easily transition into dub parts and these reggae kind of like the dub parts on this undercurrent record but yeah i saw them they blew me away i was getting into them i think i was following them on myspace maybe mm. this is Sounds how long right. ago it was that i found found them were they in your top eight i don't think they were but they posted a bulletin or a whatever the fuck it was called back in the day uh and they were just like hey so we were on tour in florida and uh modest yahoo needed a backing band for his late night tv show appearance i don't know if it was conan or who it was at the time but modest yahoo was playing a late night show and he got dub trio somehow they hooked up and they started touring together like full time so that crossover really is really what kept modest yahoo on my radar there it is because i knew this 
I knew this band there that I liked is. so much was connected to them. So it, it just always made me think of it. And then when I found out about Undercurrent and that they were the backing band on the making of the record and that the whole band and everybody had huge influences on feeling this out, I was pretty stoked on it. Dub Trio is a lot different than what this Modest Yahoo record is because they get heavy as hell, whereas, you know, you don't have that aspect. But they are very tight professional musicians. Uh, a couple of them, I believe, are studio musicians. But I think that helped make this record what it is, is because of their professionalism and how good they are. You were saying something about drum machines. I think a lot of that, when you hear those delays and reverbs and affected drums, the drummer does that stuff live while playing drums. He affects that. He plays, puts delays and stuff on them live. That's fucking insane. And the bass player and the guitarist do that too. They all have pedals and they're so precise with their delay timings and reverbs and all that kind of stuff that you get when they go into those dub sections, when you hear those snare hits that echo off. It just blows my mind, the musicianship they have. That's wild ass for sure. The bass player specifically, Stu Brooks, is a studio or like a session bass player who has been involved with recordings and or has played live with uh, Mike Patton from Living Color? No. Dead Cross. What is Dead Cross? And what's his original band that he was from? Faith No More. Faith No More. That's the one. Um, He's also worked with hip-hop artist G-Unit. He's worked with Lady Gaga. And he's also sat in for the Saturday Night Live band. It's a good resume. Also, to tie it back to a previous episode, he has worked with Mob Deep. Oh, Shook oh ones. shit. <laughs> wow, that really came full circle. Yeah, wow. First ep reference. Hell yeah. Jam bands aren't your thing, but maybe some dub and hard rock is. Check out Dub Trio. Uh, they have a bunch of material out. It's all pretty good. And they're an instrumental band as well. They're a three-piece instrumental. You know, I was briefly chatting with a friend about this record and how with, like, my first brief pass, I was like, oh, my God, these songs are so long. What am I going to do? And that person had asked, like, what the artist and record was, and then I found out that apparently a lot of people that like ska really like Modest Yahoo. Oh, really? Did you not well, know that? I mean, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because a lot of his stuff is reggae and dub right. music. I mean, his other records do have that stuff on it as well. It's just kind of in a different style and a more traditional style. But I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it ska, but it definitely has no, it's the reggae. Not. Yeah, and but that's, I think... that's the connection because that's what right. got me into it too is like, oh, reggae, I like ska and that stuff. I'll check this out. It was presented almost as a gimmick, and then you find out later that's not what he was pushing. He didn't want to use it as a gimmick. He passionately wanted to make music, but he also was very passionate about his faith, and it just worked out the way it did. Yeah. I mean, I have an important question. Everyone. Ask the important question. Boys, top track. Um, I think I'm going to have to say Step Out Into the Light is my favorite okay. track. It's the one that has consistently been stuck in my head this week. Close second would have been back to the old. Don't worry, though. That's mine. Okay, there you go. How about you, Josh? Any one of these could be my favorite track. When I was listening through it this week, 
Forest of Faith really got me every time it came on. I really enjoy nice. that jam. So nice. I think I'm going to go with that. And now, with our favorite tracks picked, do you guys want to rate this? Yes and no. Hey, be honest. This is opinion-based. It's the safe space. You, f- you, you feel how you feel. I'm not going to be offended by anything. I'm honestly glad we just got the discussions we did. I'm happy with what we've got. So your score cool. will not offend me or, you know, the universe. All right. All right, well here modest yahoo. Here it is, buddy. Right now I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence between a 4 and a 5 out of 10. I know okay. I know that's a low rating compared to what we've been rating recently, you know, like our ratings recently have been yeah. very very, you know, they've been above the 5 mark. I think with our discussion, I'm willing to give it a 5 out of 10. Cool. Because I think, you know, I respect the process. I respect the process of the music making. That being said, I can safely say that I would definitely listen to two tracks off of this record consistently, and I would consider four out of the eight as tracks that I would continue to listen to. All right. Listening to, so in that sense, that's a 50%. I'm going to give this five minutes out of that 10-minute track. That is perfect. You would listen to five minutes of a ten-minute track before and that's, skipping it. That's kind of how it is that, for me on this record. So there it you is. You get about halfway through the song, you're just like, okay, next one. Perfect. Perfect score of five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so you give it a perfect score. <laughs> Josh, I, at first I thought that this recommendation, this assignment, may have been maybe too soon in the podcast. Maybe a joke. Maybe... A little too forward thinking, or I don't I don't know what the proper term I'm going You're for. You're too here. progressive. But I I am. I really searched for the positive in this, and I found a lot. And I think that's all we can. You know, I mean, that's what this podcast is about. We listen to things yeah. with our friends, and we try to find the positive things in the in the things we're assigned. And if we can't find any, that's fine. But. You know, sometimes a nice discussion comes out of it, and uh, a lot of good things come of it. So, thanks. You're welcome. I'm glad you found some good in it, because it definitely was something I put out there to challenge you guys, in a sense. Oh, and challenge you did. I didn't want to totally fuck you guys up, but I figured this was so far out of left field that it would work. Like we always say, there's going to be things that we can't always agree on. Like, I knew there was parts uh, of this record that would not work for you guys. I also was fearful that you guys would just totally hate it. I was prepared for that. I was hoping for this, what we got, but I was prepared for you guys to just be like, what the fuck, asshole. Which is not what I wanted, but I'm glad I got the result that we got tonight. Anyway. You haven't asked me yet. That being poots. said, poots. <laughs> that being said, poots. Okay, so I will say immediately with my knee-jerk reaction as i tend to do i was like what the fuck these songs are so long (laughs) and so i initially went into it with a jesus christ mindset like i can't believe he did this to us so did yahoo (laughs) (laughs) we've got the same jokes buddy (laughs) oh shit oof but clearly this is outside of uh, my comfort zone and wheelhouse, but not totally because of the poppy parts because I do like a lot of pop. So I didn't know 
how I was going to rate this, and I ended up listening to it a bunch. And then a big thing for me is, do parts of this get stuck in my head? Because if parts of this are getting stuck in my head, then there's clearly shit that I really like about it. And I think that you picking something so outside of my wheelhouse and so outside of my genre comfort zone made me do a lot more research and a lot more careful listening. So I want to say thank you for making me do an even deeper dive than I normally do. Because when we pick things that are... Maybe not necessarily things that we know are guaranteed like or loves, but are more in the punk genre wheelhouse. We know that we don't have to do as much research necessarily. And since this was a little bit more of a hard sell for me, I wanted to find more out. Like it made me want to do more research. And I knew that since this, this artist was a lot bigger, it was going to be easier for me to find more things. And I think once I did that deep dive and even just throughout the podcast tonight, having more conversations about it made me give it a little bit more generous of a rating than I think that I would have previously. Um, And with that being said, I give this a five Tokyo drift in out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it's five Tokyo drift in out of. 10 Fast and Furious franchise movies. Shit, yes. Okay, there we go. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have been so generous at first, honestly, but learning so much about this and what went into it and talking about it made me feel a little bit better about it. And there are some really catchy tracks on this that I'll definitely listen to again because I do like pop music and we've been singing some of these tracks throughout the whole week like they're stuck like they are fucking stuck not like mutoid man level stuck but they're stuck yeah and you know at first i thought it was one of those things where it was getting stuck because it was something i didn't like you know that kind of catchy where you don't you you just can't get out of your head but then i realized as i was singing i was like no i'm enjoying singing along Mm -hmm. in my head to this so that's cool and uh i don't think i said this yet but building off of what poots was saying too had you told me to listen to this before we were doing the podcast, I would have put it on and immediately turned it off. <laughs> yeah, like for imme- sure. like immediately. Like and I, but knowing that for my assignment I had to listen the whole way through, I gave it a chance. And look, I mean, look at the great discussion we've had now. So, it's awesome. I actually think that this might have been the best discussion we've had all pod. I think so too. Honestly. So maybe we should all pick things that we think are huge gambles <laughs> every week. Hey, to that I have to say, Josh, you got to give your rating. I do. So first of all, I want to say thank you, both of you, for being uh, tolerant. And (laughs) I'm very appreciative that you guys did a lot of diving into this. And you guys could have just listened to it two or three times and then been done with it and said, yeah, it's not for me. But the fact that you looked into it when you really didn't have to you know, I appreciate that. That that's cool that you were inspired enough to to dive into something that I really did throw out there and knew was a huge curveball for you guys. Um, my rating for this will be a seven out of ten. Okay, I thought you were going to. I thought it was going to be a little rating. higher. Yeah. I mean, I love this record, and I don't have many complaints about it. Just because I know this is what it is. This record was made on somebody else's terms. And it's one that like I don't listen to all the time. I kind of stopped listening to it for a while because I was burning out on it. I was listening to it like all the time. 
So, you know, I do have to put it away every so often, but when I put it on, it always seems to get me. I really enjoy it. Cool. Also, I just want to put this out there. I don't like jam bands. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was really confused. I just need to put that out there for everybody, listeners and you guys. Like, I'm not a jam band dude. There's only one other jam band that I like kind of listen to sometimes, which is not Fish and not uh, The Grateful Dead. The only other one that I listen to occasionally is The Disco Biscuits, which is like the uh, electronic jam band version of The Grateful Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> don't worry. I, I don't know any of their albums. I'm not going to assign you the Disco Biscuits. That's not going to happen. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> not a jam band fan, but jam sessions are cool, sometimes done right. I mean, that's true because, you know, they're not a jam band, but I do love me some Fugazi where they start fucking jamming. Some Hell live yeah. sessions, you know? That's yeah. They say that every one of their sets was not ever written down. They just feed off of each other and go into the next song based on, you know, cues in the songs. So. Do you believe that? I think I believe it because they have said that there are nights that it's a fucking disaster and it doesn't sound yeah. good. So, I mean, to admit that. I mean, I've had that on small levels of like if i've been jamming with somebody for a really long time constantly like we can feed off of each other and we don't need to say hey we're going into this part we kind of give each other a look and it's like oh yeah it's time to do this thing yep uh so i could see fugazi being the band that they were and how much they played being able to pull that off for sure so it's probably it's basically probably like this dub trio as well yeah i'm, I'm sure they can just feed off of any oh. little cue they give each other so dude so tight so sick i think that's gonna wrap it up for this this album anyway yes so that has been our discussion of undercurrent by modest yahoo now it's time to put that one away put the record back in the sleeve put the protective sleeve on it put it back on the bookshelf make sure it's alpha yeah make sure it's in alphabetical order you know make sure the cats can't scratch it up or the dogs can get a hold of it (laughs) And I think it's time for Pappy to assign us next week's record. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where will we go from here? Where do we go from here? Turn all the lights (laughs) down now. You guys will be smiling ear to ear because I'm assigning Blink-182's self-titled record. I'm out of the pod. (laughs) I'm out of the pod. I'm done. Pappy, what are you assigning us? (laughs) So uh, this one is near and dear to my heart. I can't say it's my favorite record of the band, but it is probably my favorite band. So next week we are going to discuss Fuel for the Hate Game, Hot Water Music. I thought you were going to sign a We Were Skeletons record. It's not my favorite (laughs) band, but... (laughs) But no, we're going to talk about the record by Hot Water Music that holds the, I believe, the first song I ever heard from Hot Water Music. Hell yeah. I don't know what your guys' level of involvement with this record is. I know you guys have dabbled in Hot Water Poots more so than J-Watt, but if you want to give a little brief history... I dabble in Hot Water Music a little bit. They were never really on my radar, until I started hanging out with you a lot and still haven't really dove into it. 
I, I've listened to them a bunch and I love all the stuff I hear by them. They already have so much out, it's hard for me to find where to dive in. I've even seen them live at Fest and that is an amazing experience too, like not even knowing the band very well. Um, so I don't know any of their records, so I'm excited to like really dive into a Hot Water Music record, so I think this will be fun. You'll be diving into their first studio album. Poots, what's your nice. what's your knowledge of this record? I have nearly zero knowledge of this record specifically. The only thing I know is that uh, the Lawrence Arms did a call back to Turnstile. Mm-hmm. So there's like that one snippet of a song, but that's it. I have like zero familiarity with this record. Hell yeah. So, but I mean, I do like other Hot Water music material. Um, seen them several times with you. So I'm interested to uh, do a deep dive into this. So quickly looking at Spotify, this is a 1997 release. It is, and I wanted to specify something. So on Spotify, it's an extended version of the album because they added a bunch of seven inches and shit. So you don't need to listen to all of that. You have to go up to Drunken Third. Okay, which is it's a technical end of the record. It is. It's a 40 minute roughly 40 minute record okay yes i will set that up so i can listen to it as the record originally was released Mm -hmm. and take that but i'll also check those jams out just because they're there why not yeah because i think it's important to listen to it as the record it is because i yeah in my mind the ending is important so cool i look forward to getting into all that uh I think there will be maybe a few homework assignments that I oh, like extra credit God, I throw you guys. God, I hate no, no, homework. No, no, no. This is already homework, but it just a few extra credit <laughs> things. I have like a vid- one video home. in mind to maybe send okay. you guys, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'm not totally sure I will, but sick. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I I was going to try to wait to to pull the old hot water out, but uh Nah, man. It's I feel time. like it's the right time. It's time. I'm excited about it. Now I There's like turnstile stuck in my head. What, Lauren's arms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, Hot Water has a bunch of records. You'll have plenty more it's to true. assign us. That's true. Every record for the next like six rounds is just a Hot Water record. No, I won't do that. I won't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited. Uh, I didn't intend to pick, you know, their first full length but uh yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it sick sick all right i think we can start wrapping this up let's go ahead and do the plugs (laughs) we have social needs (laughs) (laughs) needs or meads both dude i could drink some mead right now no i'm just kidding n as in mancy mancy m as in mancy <laughs> you guys don't watch archer no <laughs> i said m as in mancy <laughs> oh that's a good joke that's a really good joke classic mix-up because he's like a special agent they're trying to disarm a bomb and he's reading the number and he says mancy <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we do have social needs. We need you to follow us on our social meads, <laughs> <laughs> which is Instagram and Facebook at my friend's favorite records. 
There is the website, which is my friend's favorite records, podcast.com. Mm-hmm. There is our email, which is my friend's, my friend's favorite records at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. I was going to do two, cake, two takes because no, I wasn't sure which it. one it was. You got it. Okay. That's the one. Also, follow our playlist on Spotify. If you search my friend's favorite records, you'll find our playlist where we put our top three tracks from each album we listen to. Uh, And while you're searching that, you can find the podcast itself and give us a follow and all that stuff. Like, rate, subscribe is a thing probably you should do. For sure. I don't know. It Uh, is, yeah. Email us with any questions, comments, concerns you have. We would love to have conversations with you guys. Yeah, you can anything else? Us on Instagram I was gonna say, too. yeah, message us on Instagram if you don't feel like hitting the send button on. Don't email. talk to us on Facebook though, because yeah, the Facebook, I, it's there, but it's, there, it's but not your best choice. No, nah, no. Nah. Nah. If you want, response, maybe one day we'll get interactive with it, but also Facebook sucks. Let's be real. So if you want to interact, it does Insta or email, and we're on it. Yep. Also. For all the peeps out there that know us personally and have our <laughs> personal phone numbers. Don't text us. Don't, don't talk to us. Stop texting us. Stop <laughs> it. Just stop. No, but uh, I've had some people reach out to me personally, and that has been really awesome. And I just want to say thank you for listening. And uh, if you have been listening and you got my number and you – want to say something about this or he's the popular one if you want to be on it you know maybe just fucking tell me and i can discuss (laughs) it with the rest of them i don't know yeah we'll see about this the popular pappy back in my day i had some friends real quick if you guys want to do this i forgot to mention this earlier do we want to shout out shook ones since they reach out to us or is that weird? I think we should shout out them and the dopamines. Well, yeah, because the dopes. We should just shout yeah. out both. And okay. Escapist. They've all reached okay. out. Yeah. So to go off of that, Pappy, uh, we've actually gotten some responses. Uh, the obvious one is the dopamines. We even discussed that on the episode, but it was cool that uh, Chucker reached out to us, so shout out to him and the Dopamines. Also, Shook Ones reached out to us they as did. well, which that's incredible. Pretty fucking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm shout out to them uh, for just you know reaching out to us in general. Like, that's cool that we somehow re- reached them. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Escapist Records. Uh, who, yeah. put, who put out later Reverse the Curse uh, records and then the album we did digitally, like they reached yeah. out to. It's just, you know, we're just doing this for fun and uh, it's pretty cool that these bands that we enjoy listening to and associated people have been reaching out and uh, thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it's really amazing. It's cool. We are just doing this uh, as a fun project that we do take seriously, but we're just winging this and figuring it out as we go. And we're still very new and learning a lot. So the fact that anybody is listening at all and reaching out to us really means a lot to us. It's it's really cool. Thanks. 
thanks for being nice yeah thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts you don't have to be nice though i mean yeah, yeah i mean if you want to be an asshole and reach out and be like you Stop. fucking suck yeah or yeah. if you yeah. want to call us out on something that's okay too like i mean we're all learning we'll fucking and this slam is... you on the next episode yeah, yeah we'll talk so much shit on you you don't even we know we can be really mean we grew I up i can be really mean <laughs> we grew up in dumpsters we know how to talk trash <laughs> you don't even know how mean i can be i do all right <laughs> all right you guys <laughs> so be nice be fucking nice to each other Thank you for listening. Uh, fucking hell yeah. Party on. Party on. Do your thing. Uh, um, keep, keep being... Uh, keep being... Sick-ass M-double-Fers. Yeah. Dude, you're part of the club. You're an M-double-Fer. You are set for life. If you're hearing this, you are now a part of the M-double-Fer club. And you can't leave. And you cannot cannot leave. Contractually obligated listening after one episode. If you don't <laughs> follow that contract, if you break that, you have to owe us money. We'll find you. We'll find you. We're suing you. We have social <laughs> needs insights. I don't know. I don't actually think that's a thing. All right. Nope. All right, shitheads. Anyway. I'm not talking to the listeners. I'm talking to you two fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, just keep being safe out there. Keep uh, taking care of each other. Wear your fucking mask. Don't vote for Donald Trump. The election's over, so hopefully, hopefully you, you didn't. didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you did, don't follow us because I don't want to know you. Yeah, that's fair. And until next episode... <laughs> You've been listening to my friend's favorite records. And where's my shoes? shoes?